This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. And Jack, I can't tell you, as I did that, yo, I, I we all know it was supposed to be opening day today. It's Thursday. Yeah. Um, as I did that, yo, for the first time, I thought... Man, the yo after the opening day game that we would have done the podcast after would have been so much better. It would have been and such a def- cool yo. And I that's yeah, why but- I like almost like cut it short in the middle because I was like, ah, ah, that's what I wanted to do. Would it have been that much better though? Because you know they were going to lose some frustrating game to the Marlins. <laughs> like, dude. You know Jorge Alfaro was going to have his only home run of the season. Like a 450-foot tank shot. Yeah, and you know the Phillies fans are going to be like, see, should have kept. And Corey Dickerson was going to have no less than three hits. Um, Jonathan VR, a former Philly great as well, was going to have start a monster campaign for fantasy owners this season. So like, like six stolen bases. Ah, no, Romito, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, right. I mean, come on. Let's, let's, let's remember who we... Dude... Let's keep this realistic, all right? Hold on. Why did so many people steal on Real Muto last year? Like, every time I always think about it, and I'm like, why Why? Why did people do that? It made he no sense. All the time. And, and teams just kept doing it and kept doing it. But um, you know that if the Phillies played today, it would have been a frustrating loss to the Marlins. Like, I guess uh, Baseball Reference was doing, like, a, uh, you know, a, a uh simulation of the game and the Phillies lost like six oh, no. two oh, no. and Nola got Nola got lit up so I'm sure that the takes would have been normal oh yeah well I, I think you're also telling yourself that to help ease the pain yeah everything every day I wake up now I'm trying to think of how I can ease the pain I know. it's uh like I, I I had to be in the studio today I had to replay the Phillies game um from last year's opening day and to just remember how excited we were oh. and how and after that game, it felt like, wow, Phillies baseball's back. I mean, I, I distinctly remember a couple of things from that game. I remember the the Reese Hoskins Grand Slam, and I remember you came in the studio right after, and we talked about how like great we felt for Reese. Um, and I also remember that we went to that podcast, and I had this feeling in my gut of like, man, what if we don't get the same Aaron Nola as last year? And <laughs> turns out we didn't get the same nope. Aaron Nola as last nope. year. So, uh, yeah, I, I it's uh, I've been watching so much old baseball clips. Just like I just miss it. I I, I miss baseball so much. I, I miss. I go, I'm going through my fantasy drafts right now, and I didn't want to do my fantasy draft, but I, I everyone peer pressured me into doing it, and. I just just seeing these players and knowing we might not see them until uh, July. Uh, it just sucks. I miss the Phillies so much. I, uh, uh, I mean, the, I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> you're you're speechless. I'm with you, I'm man. Just it, sad. It, 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 it it's hurt a lot. I'm done. Look, I, we know we, as we always say. I mean, there's way more important things going on in the world, but like. You know, for anyone listening to this podcast, for me and Jack, like baseball is the thing we love the most, like outside of our families. And maybe in Jack's case, 
baseball first. Like, you know, like, so it really is. It's That's a fair, a fair yeah. assumption. Oh, I know. It's. I mean, it's not really fair, but I it's know. fair enough. I know. It's you can make tough. the case. It, the point is, it's tough. It's well. Speaking of which, right? You're you're in your uh, childhood bedroom, and and all you see is Philly stuff everywhere, right? Oh, dude, I forgot how. All right, I, let me just, let me just do a little rundown of what I see. In, Set just, the just scene, in, Jack. Set the scene for the listeners. In my eyesight, okay. <laughs> I have I have a cutout of uh, opening day from 2004. Uh, the first game at Citizens Bank Park with Tomei and a brand new Citizens Bank Park. I have right in front of me. I have Roy Halladay, um, the 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 Inquirer. Um, I don't know if it was an ad or if they were just like paying homage to Roy right after he threw the no hitter in the playoffs. So that's right in front of me. I have an 08 World Series flag that is hanging down from my wall. I have an 07 pennant from Models, which is right in front of me. R.I.P. Models, by the way. Very sad. That's where I used to get all my stuff from back in the day. Um, Right to my left here is... uh, So I have the newspaper cutouts of the whole run in 08. So I have... So I have the the paper the day after they won, the day after they uh, clinched the NLCS, uh, after they clinched game one. So I have all those papers from the whole entire run. I have... uh, what are the, I guess they're just called pennants, but I have a Ryan Howard MVP pennant that is hanging. <laughs> oh, you are such a nerd. I, ha- I love this. I, ha- I have an 08 World Series pennant right in front of me. I have an NL East uh, 2010 uh, Champions bottle right in front of me. Um, to my- <laughs> what, what, is it like a Coke bottle or something? Like No, it's like it's like when you put coffee in to keep it uh, hot. Ah, okay. Like a th- I, have a, a firm- I have a Roy Howard. Uh, okay. I have a Roy Halladay bobblehead right in front of me. Mm-hmm. I have a a ball signed by the 08 Phillies, signed by every player, but it's like fake inscriptions. Um, and I have a picture of Old Veteran Stadium uh, with the Phillies. And, uh, Ricky Jordan's batting. Ooh, I, have, I met Ricky Jordan when I was a kid. <laughs> I have a Phillies pillow. I'm serious, I, I did. He was a great guy. I, I'm, I'm sure you did. I, I have did. a Phillies pillow in front of me, and I have a Phillies... Uh, a Phillies um, one of the things, you, uh, the airplane pillow, one of the airplane pillows right in front of pillow, me. neck pillow, one of the neck pillow things? Yeah, yeah, one of the neck pillow things. So, uh, yeah, that's just right in front of me. So, I, I forgot. <laughs> there's even more? For- there's more? Well, yeah, there's more that's, like, kept away. <laughs> you are insane. <laughs> you might love Dude. it more than your family. I think this is actually a discussion worth having. Well, I, listen, I got... I, in in 2007, I was in eighth grade. 2009, I was uh, or 2008, I was a freshman in high school. So like that's the perfect time to to really get into the Phillies. So everything I have is like Philly stuff. I mean, I have a Reading fighting Phils mascot thing right in front of me. Yeah. Oh, yo, guess what I have? Oh, I forgot about this. What, dude? I have a I have the uh, Shane Victorino, him playing the ukulele in the. Uh, from when he, um, so it was Shane Victorino bobblehead day, and he hit a walk-off home run on Shane Victorino, oh. uh, Shane Victorino bobblehead day, same day that Freddie Garcia pitched, and I hated Freddie Garcia. Who didn't? Well, I was really hyped when they, uh, traded for Freddie it Garcia. It felt like a good then, trade. It turned out it wasn't. No, nah, not, not good at all. It was I was like, like a first horrendously bad trade, it turned out. Yeah, of course. Um, no, look, I, I think... 
It's a perfect. All that you just said shows the pain that you're feeling today, and and me too. For me, I think my I mean, favorite, James. my favorite piece of Philly's memorabilia. And it's not in front of me at the moment because you know I'm an adult and I'm living in a in a adult's home. But um, I have a baseball signed by the 1991 Phillies. Think about how many random Phillies are on that ball. Think about it. Well, it's absurd. well, r- right behind me is a ball signed by the entire, like actually signed by the entire 1980 Phillies team. Oh, so. well, that's actually like really cool. Yeah, mine's actually yeah. signed, but it's by the 91 Phillies. It's like guys like Ricky Jordan. <laughs> it's bad. Speaking of the 91 Phillies, I was watching opening day shut, from uh, the 91 Phillies today. Speaking of the 91 Phillies, that is a, a response that no one's ever said. <laughs> Screw you. There's no well, way. What's, what's ridiculous about the 91 Phillies, and I was watching, again, I was watching their opening day today because Gelb. <laughs> Who are you? Who are Gelb's, you? Gelb wrote about him. It's not me. It was just linked in the bio. That's actually really, la- that's really random. Why did he write about the 91 Phillies? That's so weird. Uh, it was a funny story, but. Um, just in watching the watching the video, it was like Terry Mulholland versus Doc Doc Gooden, and uh, they traded for Mitch Williams the night before the season started, which I thought was insane. And they acted like getting Mitch Williams was like getting Prime Rivera. Um, I was a little blown away by the reaction to getting Mitch Williams, uh, but I was actually just looking who knew, behind. And me. who knew in the moment in '91 what a pivotal moment that actually was for the Phillies. No, I, it's a pivotal moment, but... Good and bad, I mean, is my point. I mean, like... It's Good Mitch and Williams. bad! Can we calm down a little bit with the uh, the, the the Bryce Harper level excitement? Yeah, certainly not uh, Bryce Lever Harper. Alright, Bryce Harper level. Alright, let's... um. Obviously, we don't have opening day today, and we are bummed about it, but... Um, Very bummed. Real, yeah, like, so... So bomb, like it, like the level of bummage cannot be really put into words. But um, at least over the last couple of days, and look, it's all fluid. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, there is still theoretically a chance there is no season. Like who knows what's going to happen? But Major League Baseball certainly wants there to be a season. And over the last couple of days, it started with Jeff Passan report about uh, Manfred and the owners talking about options, and then Scott Boris chimes in. And there's been a lot of conjecture about what could happen. Uh, it seems like the big takeaway is that they are going to do everything they can to get as many games in as possible, including the potential for games to go into December, Jack. Neutral site games for the playoffs, neutral site games for the World Series. How do you feel about these new pe- potential? And again, this is all fluid. Who knows what's going to happen, but... Um, the potential for, if, if at least according to Boris, a June 1st start for a 162-game season going into December or a July 1st start for a 144-game season going into December. How do you feel about these proposed options here? So I hate it. And... <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> of course you no, do. No, I hate it. I, I really do. And, like, I don't want to see baseball played at a neutral site for the World Series. Uh, I don't – like, I, I – you know me, I will watch as much baseball as I can physically consume. But I just want to I just want to lay this out there is that it's not just the neutral site world series in December. You have to have everything leading up to that, which sure, if you want to make the playoffs also neutral site, but like you're going to be playing regular season games into November, which is a lot. And I know we're so starved for sports that we don't want to talk, we don't 
want to watch sports, or we would watch sports without fans, but, man, like, imagine the 08 run <laughs> with, like, no fans. Well, there are going to be no fans no matter what. Like, at least for the first, I, I mean, honestly, I think there's a real chance that the entire season is played without fans. Like, I don't know. That's what I think is yeah. a real possibility. Yeah, and I get that. I, it's better than nothing. I mean, the Marlins play in front of no fans all the time, and it's not like the big but deal. But I'm pumped. <laughs> but here's my other problem with it, is that, so so we're going to go into December, and then what are we going to do with spring training? Like, are we just not, we're going to, it's affecting two seasons versus just affecting one season. I'd rather just bite the bullet and play 80 to 100 games and have like a sprint to the to the finish line and it not affect 2021 and rather than let's play these games in December and then uh, uh, spring training starts in like April or whatever and then it pushes back the next season. Well, I don't so, think they do that. I think the point is is they would just push spring training forward players would have less of an off season. I think that's the idea at least. Well, you got to still give them at least like why they can't come back in February? I, like take a month and a half off? Like it's baseball. Well, but then, but then they have no. But then pitchers have no chance to recover. I get no that. I get it. To- but I mean, like they're not going to push next season back. Not a lot, at least. Like I don't. I don't think. Maybe they will a little bit, but they're going to only do it enough where they can get back on track. You know, what I mean, they don't want to do two years of neutral site games and stuff like that. Like that's not. Gonna well, happen. exactly, exactly. Neither do I. So. That's why I'd rather... I'm saying they won't. I'm saying that won't happen. Like, that's giving up playoff gates, giving up... Look, these teams don't want to play the World Series neutral sites. They want to make money on the World Series. They want people to come to their ballparks. They want all that stuff, you know? For sure. But, and there's a part of me that the idea of 80 to 100 games and it being a sprint and just seeing how that plays out and it feels like the day-to-day would meet a lot more. I'd be excited to see that. And if it, if it, like, listen, you could push it back to November for the World Series. That's, that's whatever. But I just don't like the idea of, of pushing it to December. I know 162 would be great. Even 144 would be great. But I, I, I would rather just bite the bullet, say it's one bad year where this crazy thing happened. And of course, we're not going to take any of the records seriously. Like, if a guy, uh, bats 400 or whatnot like it's almost like that doesn't matter it's just getting to the postseason like i'd rather just do that and kind of like i don't want to say get it over with but it's almost like get it over with and 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 bite the bullet and unfortunately that's i don't know it, i i don't like the idea of changing up all this stuff just to play a neutral site world series in december and then have to maybe affect spring training i i would just rather get it out of the way and and go from there and chalk it up to a unfortunate circumstance. Yeah, I'm torn between this. Like I look, if they did it that way and they had a sprint to the finish and all that, like I I think it would be compelling. I think it'd be a lot of fun to watch. I think it would actually help a team like the Phillies cuz you have less depth, you have to worry less about making it through 162 games in a shortened period time period without the same depth that a team like the Dodgers, or the Cardinals or these other teams that can kind of cycle guys in and out more. Um, I, I think that helps the other teams. So I actually think it'd be good for the Phillies if there's a shorter season, there's more variance. Um, but I also want more baseball. You know, I also the selfish part of me says I want more baseball. And I am looking at it as like I think it is unlikely that fans will be in the stands for a long time period, is the way I'm looking at it. So 
it's almost like, what's the difference? You start the season without fans in the stands, you end the season at a neutral site. Like, it all, it feels fine to me, and it's more baseball. So I'm torn. I I, I don't have a strong take on this one way or the other, you know. I, Come I, on, James. I know. I'm a coward. But, I, look, I... <laughs> If I had to choose, if I had to choose, I'd say give me more baseball than less baseball. I'd say I don't care that much about the neutral site games. Like, fine. It gives people a chance to fly somewhere. Like, Scott Boris talked about how they can plan everything, plan travel. It's like the Super Bowl in a way where you have this set space where everyone knows it's going to be in. You can make your plans accordingly months and months and months ahead. Um, And granted, it's a risk for fans who don't know if their team's going to get there and all that type of stuff. But, um. It would be sanitized. It wouldn't have the same feel. If again, I would obviously prefer these games be played at home. So I'm I, I don't feel strongly about it, but I'm I'm always gonna side on the, the more baseball rather than less baseball side. Like I just am and I think it'd be fun to have teams playing in December and you know what I mean I think that'd be neat. I think it'd be a cool thing to happen. But I also see the I see the merits of of look, a a ninety game sprint to the finish sounds super cool. Like that sounds like a a fun way to consume baseball. And, you know, you want to talk about every game mattering. All of a sudden, every game does matter. You know, you can't just throw games away all of a sudden because if you build yourself a hole, you might not have time to dig out of it. So I'm really torn. I'm torn on it. What do you think about some of the other proposed changes? I think we could both agree the seven-inning games on doubleheader days is asinine and just Uh, never do that. Never, ever, ever do that. I don't think whoever whoever pr- proposed that has clearly never played a seven inning. Game. I, I I hate I hate that with every fiber of my being, deep in my soul. I hate that idea. Yeah, it's it's a truly, truly awful idea. Now, James, I would love to hear the rest of your proposals, um, but I'm back on the clock, and I feel like this would be a thrill. Ooh, I love this. All right, who are you thinking about? What are the how, how long you got? Talk to me. Well, there's no shot clock in our league, so I can pretty oh, much. So take it's as a much slow time. draft, is the point. It's a it's a very slow draft. Um, but I I I'm I, I'm I'm I don't know, man. I, I'm torn. I'm so torn. So I'm pretty much down to JD Davis. Who, if anyone listens to this podcast, they know you no. love JD Davis. <laughs> Nick Senzel. I like Nick Senzel. Ka- Caleb Smith. Okay. Uh, Mike Miner. Okay. Joe Musgrove. Okay. Oh, my guy, Mitch Keller, though. I go Nick Senzel. I yeah, actually, it- I actually really like Mitch Keller as a bounce back guy. I mean, Mitch Keller had among the worst rookie seasons in the history of rookie seasons for someone who is a top twenty prospect in the sport, top ten prospect in the sport, maybe in some places. Um, so I'm all in on Mitch Keller bounce back. That was a rough year the dude had last year, but um, I, I think Senzo's probably the play there. Have I told you my Mitch Keller take? No. I lay it on me. No, I think he's the next Zach Granke. I love I Wow. Love him. That's a take, buddy. Oh, I love I love Mitch Keller. I want I wanted the Phillies to find some way to get him this offseason, but of course, you know, that would take vision and uh, actually knowing the sport. Uh, yeah, like here's the thing. Is that so? I'm I'm waiting until the later rounds, or maybe a couple of rounds, because I want to take the uh, second baseman from the Twins, Luis Arise. Arise. Are you Luis Arise? Are you a fan of him? Yeah, I are like I like him. I like the Twins. Period. I think they're gonna put up uh, put up runs. But like, here's the thing: Sensel's a perfect a perfect post hype bounce back guy. 
I know that. Did I not say take Senzel? It, did it, were you not listening to me when I said take Senzel? I'm still on take Senzel. If it were me right now, right. I'm taking Nick Senzel. Right, of I'm the taking, group I'll... you mentioned, I would take Nick. I actually, inside baseball, literally and figuratively for the listeners, you had your last pick before, and I told you to take Nick Senzel, so he's still on the board. So I would obviously take Nick Senzel here. All right. So this is the official high hopes pick for my fantasy draft. We are a now Nick Senzel podcast. Nick Senzel. Let's go. I love it. All right. Back to a regularly scheduled uh, program. <laughs> All right. So we are both in agreement. Uh, the uh, seven innings doubleheader Mickey Mouse. What do you think about the idea of starting the season with the All-Star game? That was something else that was proposed. Um. Well, so actually, I don't know if the All-Star game is a great idea, but the idea of starting the game uh, or starting the season – Starting the season on July fourth and kind of like making the whole America idea is down. back. Right. That that's that, not a terrible idea. Strong. What I think it's. A, I said it's strong. Like that's a strong yeah. from a marketing standpoint. From a, like all that. Like that's a strong idea. Yeah. No. I think I think it's a good idea all around. Um. So I I don't. I don't. How do you play an All Star game before the first half of the season's happened? Like I, I guess I guess because you you can't cancel it because like uh, teams have already paid for, it, cities have already paid for it, and like I guess that's the reason why. Um, so I see why they're trying to do that. It's whatever they decide is is fine because baseball is baseball. But the idea of July Fourth kicking off the baseball season—it's a long weekend for people. I think that'd be a great way to flood the ballparks and kind of re-kick off the, the sports season. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. You know, I, I look, if they didn't do the All-Star game, I'd be fine with it. Um, you know, whatever. It, you know, like you said, it's kind of a, a crappy situation that you just try to make the best of and you have to do what you have to do. Um, but I do think it'd be a fun idea, like a fun way and an All-Star game with just the, the All-Stars. You know, it wouldn't be about who's had a great season, this and that. It would be like, the stars like people would draft the stars pick the stars to be there um yeah that'd be cool yeah i think it could be a fun way to start it and obviously it doesn't matter but a good way to kind of remind people that baseball's back um right and and bryce harper better be in it uh yes i mean the the man's the face of baseball you better be in it be furious if bryce harper is i will i will riot in the streets of la where it's well i mean like, the only reason the season's delayed is because people are afraid of the bryce harper that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying um, all right, some other interesting, and these aren't ideas, but some interesting kind of like offshoots of this whole thing. Uh, one of the other issues that they've kind of talked about, and and I, I'm even nervous to bring this up because I'm so scared about your reaction. I, you are literally the only person I thought about, but okay. I mean, the draft's in peril, Jack. The draft's supposed uh, to be June 10th, and then even the the amateur, you know, not draft, but no, amateur sign here, July 2nd. I'm serious, though. Like, like they're not going to have college baseball seasons. They're not no, going to have no. high school senior seasons. Like, they're not going to have a draft on June 10th. Like, that's not going to happen. James, James, I'm not mad at you. I, I'm just mad <laughs> at, at, the, at the fact that you would do this. I got to bring it up. This is what we do here. Se- on the same day that 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 opening day is not happening, it's like piling it, on. It really, it really shows that you're not very considerate. <laughs> and I mean, now, hey, listeners need to know how you're coping. Like, how are you dealing dude, with this this unbelievably sad moment for you? I mean, like it, it started coming out like while the show was going on today, so I I didn't get to fully ingest it. But then I started reading it, and like 
you're going to give me maybe five possible rounds for the MLB draft? Like, maybe ten rounds max? Like, I plan, I plan my early June around the MLB draft. And to not have, to not have an MLB draft would just be so awful. Like, it's the only draft that matters, some say. And <laughs> how many people do you think say that? <laughs> like you, you and and maybe like Ben Badler and like a couple others. And I guess I guess the the worry is like so many of the the high school kids like well there's no point to them really entering and they all just go to JUCOs and and all that stuff. <sighs> I literally the, you were I the first the gra- you were the only person I saw thought of when I saw that part of it. I was like ah Jack buddy and. The, I think the draft will happen, but I just it won't be the same. It won't be as amazing. Um, I I I'm very sad. I I if I was baseball, if I was baseball, I would have the draft like like look at what the look at what the NFL is doing. The NFL saying I don't care what any of the general managers say. I don't care what any of the front offices <laughs> they say. They definitively We're, are doing that. They're like screw you. The draft is April twenty third. Be there or lose out. Right, because they understand that they are the only thing that people are talking about. Like, the only thing that people are going to be talking about in the sports cycle is the NFL draft, is NFL free agency. If I was baseball, I'd be trying to capitalize on something that usually no one would ever care about. So, I I, I would keep it the same or whatever. Just don't cancel the MLB draft. Like, just, just don't, just don't do it. There's so many guys that I've already had. Like, what is Ed Howard supposed to do when he's not a Philly and I'm heartbroken? Like, <laughs> oh, what are these guys supposed to do that I've already talked I like myself? Like, an I'm heartbroken in there because that's the real issue too. Yes. <laughs> not the not the kid's dream not being fulfilled. No, um, he's it's so secondary. Come on. But like, I don't know. Like, just just you don't. Why do you have to touch the draft? Because you're losing revenue in March and April and May. Well, it's also different because, like, the NFL draft, like, all these kids got to play their seasons. They went to the combine. Like, a lot of them even had pro days. Like, even college basketball played the vast majority of their season. Like, a lot of these kids didn't get to play their seasons. You know, the college baseball, high school kids, like, they're not even playing, you know? It's tough. It's tough. I know. It's tough. I know. It's awful. It's like, think awful. about how many I, I, times a guy is like a, a sophomore in college and then has a massive junior year and vaults himself into that type of discussion. Or a high school senior, like, how do you draft a kid off his junior year in high school? Are you even scouting those kids like that? Like, you know, so, I mean, it just makes it's 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 more complicated than the other drafts because they didn't yeah. get to play that last season and cuz it's tougher to begin with with high school kids too. I mean, also we talk all the but time like, but like how do you how do you draft a kid who's 17 years old, Mickey Moniak, and project what he's going to be when he's 22, 23, 24, 25? I mean, that's it's hard to do that. You don't know how they're going to grow. You don't know like it's just tough, man. It's already well, tougher to begin with. It's it's already borderline impossible. Yes. Yes. So but like the thing that sucks is is if you're if you're an Austin Martin and if you're one of these juniors, like I I, I don't know. I, I feel bad for the seniors. Like the seniors aren't going to play their season, and then they're going to lose even more money if there's only ten rounds because, or even five rounds. Like a lot of the seniors just 
they they have to go later because teams know they can sign them for like five thousand dollars, and then uh, more of those guys are going to be hitting the open market rather than uh, being drafted and being able to fulfill that dream. So, like I, I just I, I wish that I, I just wish they wouldn't touch the draft. Just, <laughs> I know, I know buddy. you can push I didn't it back. Bring it up. I just felt like we had to. Sorry, buddy. Right, like right, like just just leave the draft alone. Leave the draft alone. Just stop with the I mean, stop with the whole worrying about revenue. Like just just draft the guys. You're not losing that much money. You're all making more money than you could ever know about. Like just have the draft. Let the kids kids fulfill their dream. And yeah, sure, your job might be harder, and you could you could kind of maybe work around this thing. Go work out some kids. I don't know. But to the idea of canceling the draft and then pushing all that talent into one draft, sure. Like it'd be great for the Phillies, and if the if the, if the season's like three months, I'd want them to tank and get as much as, <laughs> as get as much as they can in one draft, and kind of you know jumpstart the next couple of years. <laughs> you um, are the best. But I just I don't want it. I don't want to lose a draft. I I there's so many guys I want at 15. There's so many studs, and I. Uh, for me, I hope the MLB does not decide to do Take this. Take Jack I, into account, guys. I it mean, it feels this. like it feels like an impassioned plea. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure they're yeah, listening. I'd, I'm sure they're listening. I'd be very sad. All right. Um, there's other stuff that it, there's no real like discussion to be had, but some other. I mean, the thing we also like they have to be considering. There's so many issues like service time issues, arbitration issues. I mean, like there's all kinds of stuff that's been brought up with the idea of like. You know, like, is a guy a free agent if they don't play the season? You know, if Mookie Betts is supposed to be a free agent at the end of the year, what if they don't play the season? Is he a free agent at the end of the year? What if they play a much shortened season? Is he accrued enough time? These kids, like, uh, arbitration, how do you judge arbitration? Is it a year of arbitration if you play an 80-game season? How do you judge those stats in arbitration? Like, there's so many logistical issues with this type of stuff, and that's not even talking about, you know, stadiums, and if you're going to add extra games, if they're set for, if you can have fans back, but there's supposed to be a concert there i mean there's so many logistical issues here um what's your guess right now if you had to and again this is so fluid we have no idea what's gonna happen but how do you think they're gonna try and roll this out like if you had to guess do you think they choose to go with a shortened season or do you think they choose to go with some sort of kind of off the wall neutral games in december playing the world series in tampa in december or whatever type of scenario well because uh because they're worried about broadcasting rights and whatnot. Like, I think they'll do whatever they can to play as many games as possible. Uh, they'll probably make the wrong decision because I feel like they always make the wrong decision. Um, I I don't know. I I have. It it's just it's just so unprecedented. I have no idea. Yeah, like, it's impossible like, to say. I like, think they're I gonna. Just, I think they're gonna do whatever they can to make money and play as many games as they can. If I had to guess. Right, and I don't think they actually care about you know the the players' health or no uh, no well, like, the players' health just is not being well. That was another uh, thing they talked about. They're like shorten spring training. We're just gonna get these guys back out there. It's like oh great, so everyone's gonna get hurt. It's gonna be a great year. Right. So w- w- my whole concern is that these guys have, were ramping up to get ready for the season. And they were about, I don't know, three weeks out when this whole thing got shut down or two weeks out. And by that point, most of the starters were working their way into four or five innings. And now they just have to stop. 
Jack, and- tell me what, like, as someone who pitched, like, I think a lot of people, like, I know even for me, like, big-time baseball fans understand the idea of pitchers ramping their arms up and stuff like that and understand what it's like to, like, say, all right, like, he's got to build up, he's got to get ready, you know. But, like, what is that really like for, like, a pitcher, like, for the arm? Like, how real is that and how hard is it to ramp up to four, five innings, six innings, whatever you were at, then completely shut it down and then come back and have to do it again, potentially in, like, a two-week period or whatever they were talking about? Like, how hard is that and what are the real obstacles that a pitcher faces well so at least in you know my relative experience it's like you're 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 doing all that you're doing the workouts you know to, to build your leg strength you're doing the you're, doing, you're on a throwing program to kind of get ready for the season you're you're starting to throw uh you know like you see pitchers or starters at least when they first go out there it's usually one or two innings just kind of loosen themselves up, get back into the uh, the flow of things, but like by the time the season shut down or the the spring training shut down, like those guys were getting ready to be able to 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 pitch seven innings into a ball game or at least a hundred pitches. I think I think by that point they're probably eighty pitches in. So like you're you're trying to build your because you can't going from going from you know thirty pitches and jumping to eighty pitches that puts your arm at a higher risk. It's all about putting your arm at a higher risk for injury. So the idea usually is um, 20 pitches to 45 pitches to like 65 pitches to 80 pitches, like a slow ramp up so your arm can play catch up. So you're not just going from throwing a 25 pitch bullpen to an 80 pitch game. So that, because that, that kind of level of jump, it puts your arm at more risk for an injury. So where those guys were at was that they were they were pretty much at around 80 to, to 85 to 90 pitches, and that's getting close enough to being able to start a full game. Um, usually when I was playing, it was get to 100 pitches. If you're still strong at 100 pitches, you're ready to go. Um, that might have changed. That, that could be a change in philosophy. I was... When I was playing, it was kind of a mix between analytics and and the old school way. So it was like running like <laughs> when I was leaving high school, getting into college, it was still running poles was the most effective way to build length strength. Because if you run longer, then you can theoretically go longer in games. And then when I got to my second year of college, it was like that's stupid. We should be running sprints because uh, pitching is an explosive motion, and you should be uh, teaching your body to have explosive movements. So, uh, but, but where those pitches were at was they were at around 80 to 85 to have to shut that down. Like this is my whole, whole fear is that they go from that and being almost ready to start a game, almost ready for the season to start back down to, they probably didn't go from 85 to a hundred. They probably went 85 and then to like 60 pitches to, to 30 pitches and then slowly work their way back down. But then they have to ramp it right back up. It feels like it's like, a, it's like a stop and start. Like, I guess like a, it's not, you don't want the arm to have to start, stop, start, stop, because that higher, that, that is the higher risk of injury. You have to, you want to slow build a gradual build to get to your peak and then stay at your peak, not start, ramp up, stop, ramp down, stop ramp back up like that's not good for arm health so 
that's why the injury concern to have the idea of a two week spring training to kind of get these arms ready is just i think insane but we'll see i mean everything's so sophisticated at this point that they're definitely throwing they're doing all this but i'd be worried if i was a pitcher i'd be concerned i would need i would be pushing for at least three weeks yeah and i I doubt they're gonna get that i mean you never know but it does seem like they want them back playing baseball as quickly as possible and and as soon as they could take advantage of that that's what's gonna happen uh speaking of injuries real quick um a bit of news in the division um you know and you don't want to say an injury you're not rooting for injuries but but good news for the phillies in the sense of of a competitor in the division loses a a good pitcher noah Syndergaard uh tears his ucl Oh yeah, uh, going to be out till you know deep into 2021. You would think. Uh, how big an uh, effect do you think that is on the Mets? Uh, I mean, it's obviously massive. It's just that, like Thor, Thor by this point is just such a waste of talent. Yep. Like, yep, like maybe maybe the biggest waste of talent. Like as as talented a pitcher as there is, you could argue. Yeah. No, Thor. Thor is unbelievable. I, I just I I've I I'm not a th- he's probably my least favorite player in baseball. I, did, I, I mean, can't if, stand. He, if he worked as hard and cared as much about being a pitcher as Jacob DeGrom did, he could he could be better. Like, he could be the best pitcher in baseball. Like, he's not yeah. – DeGrom's not as talented as him. And don't get me wrong, DeGrom's talented. But DeGrom's the best pitcher in baseball. And Thor's not. Close. No. And he just hasn't developed his repertoire as well. Um, he just He's just a massive disappointment. And it's uh, – you never want to see a guy have to come – or hurt and – had to build back up, but for the Mets, like they let they let Wheeler go this off season. Now they have what Degrom, uh, Stroman, Stroman, yeah, who's who's fine, but uh, Mats, who like the, the 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 Mets are just full of guys with untapped potential that feel like they never get there except for Degrom. So uh, yeah, it's 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 good for the Phillies. It sucks for the Mets. It sucks for Thor, um, and like the Mets kind of calling card was the rotation. I think the the bullpen's actually really, really good. Um, Assuming Edwin Diaz can bounce back. Right, right. But still, they have my guy, Sethi spin rates. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and, and look, um, I think their offense is sneaky good. Like, they, you know, they've got the Jeff McNeil type guys and, you know, the uh, Brendan Nimmo's and stuff. Like, guys who are, like, solid baseball players. Any uh, Guys who, if they were on the Phillies, would be like, love that dude. Like, I love Jeff McNeil. That guy's awesome, you know? But, like... Yeah. Yeah, their offense will be better than than I think people think. Well, yeah, and I mean they have a Conforto who always kills the Phillies. It's a beast, and and Alonzo, obviously, you know, you don't expect have, him to hit fifty plus homers again, but but he's obviously a good good player, you know. They have so many Phillies killers, like they they're just full of Phillies killers. We they always seem to hit Cindergard, uh, which is weird. Um, I was never really afraid of Cindergard when the Phillies faced them. Remember that game where <laughs> they stole like? Of course, I do. It's amazing. Six like six, I think it was I was gonna say six, so And I mean like Franco I think Franco stole two off. He of did him, so. <laughs> which is like the 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 lowest of the low if you're a pitcher. Just shut it down. Yeah, just give up at that point. Alright. Uh you got anything in the note bag, Fritzy? Well, I, I think the the important news from today is that it seems like McCutcheon's gonna play on opening day when there is an opening day. They feel confident in that. Like uh what Kyle Garlic got sent down and Nick Williams, uh, Edgar Garcia, uh, they, they set down a good amount of guys at AAA, but Kyle Garlick was the big one for uh, a lot of the writers, it seemed like. It seemed like him being sent down means that 
um, McCutcheon should be good to go for opening day, which is pretty massive. And the fact that this season is getting pushed back actually probably helps the Phillies a lot because um, Spencer Howard should yeah, be Yeah, I think just... more than most teams, I would say. Yeah, I mean, McCutcheon should be ready for opening day. Uh, Arietta should be able to get healthy. Uh, Spencer Howard, I mean, maybe he can just join the rotation straight out of – Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean that that was a big one. We talked about he's not pitched a hundred innings in his career anywhere. Like, you know, they were really gonna have to play games with him. And and now there's a chance. You know, depending if it's July first, if it's a sprint to the finish, and obviously it's different if they go with the longer games plan and play in December. But if it's a sprint to the finish, I mean, yeah, Spencer Howard could, could start the season in rotation. I do wonder what it means for Bone because I don't think that they want to um, move Segura, and I think they're pretty much locked into. Him and being also, real quick with Howard and Bone, that's part of what we were saying before was service time stuff. Like we don't know how that's all going to work out. You know, like if, if, if they still have to keep them down for a month worth of games, quote unquote, because of service time issues, like that's something that the union and the league's going to have to discuss. I would hope and assume that they get rid of that and that they say, all right, if you know, you start the, the that your servant, that your clock doesn't start or whatever. But if they have a chance to gain an extra year of, arbitration or extra year of eligibility for those guys they're going to do it i mean they're going to yeah no i i would agree now the one thing this is part of my final or part of my mailbag the one thing where i think this could really hurt the phillies and i wish that they would just i don't i don't know why they table discussions but if you're jt real muto and you're his agent and it's a three-month season or a you know it's a shortened 80 to 100 game season if I'm his agent and I'm JT, I'm betting on myself that I can stay healthy for 80 to 100 games, uh-huh. and I'm going to hit. It's a great point, Jack. Going to hit free agency. It's a great and point. So it's a much, much less of a risk. Right. It's it's a it's a way less risk. So uh, let's figure this out. <laughs> Sign um, him. What are we doing? <laughs> well, like I don't even know why they table negotiations. I like, I don't know was... why he's not signed now. I don't know why he's not signed already. I have, I have no idea, Jack. I have no good reason. I don't have a good reason. Well, I mean, it's luxury tax concerns. You know, they don't, they didn't want to do it uh, earlier or before arbitration because they wanted to. Know oh, shocking. Great. Well, I mean, that's the truth. I know. It sucks. I told you. Ugh. He's the worst. But, um, Which, by the way, trade yeah. deadline. That's another interesting thing. It's like, when's the trade deadline? How's that going to work? That's going to be fascinating, too. And and what are teams gonna do? Exactly. And if you're if you're because so many teams will be in it, and so few teams will be out of it. You know, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, but if you're a tanking team, you're just like you're just like you shouldn't even show up for the season. Oh, it'll be great to see like the Pirates be in first place at the end of July and then trade away their entire team because they're like, yeah, screw this. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't they don't want to win this year. So <laughs> the real Muto uh, contract's definitely a little worrisome. I. I would like them to figure this out before the season starts. And I don't know why they table negotiations, but I think the sh- if they do a shortened season, I would feel worse about a JT or Romito extension just because, you know. He's it's, that it's much closer. That much closer, the free agency. He could, you know, he, he could bet on himself to stay healthy for 80 to 100 games. Yeah, it's it's a, find, Jack, finance. it's a really good point. I hadn't thought of yeah. that. That's a really, really – I mean, it's a bummer. But I honestly had not thought about that once, and it makes so much sense. Like, why wouldn't you want to get at the market and see what you can get and have to? You could still come back here. Like, just because you're a free agent doesn't mean you can't sign with the Phillies, but you're there's competition for your talents. You're the best catcher in baseball. I, I think I hate 
that you thought of that, but I think it's a really fascinating and clever thing to think of. Yeah, and well, here's the dumbest part is that it's going to end up costing the Phillies more. Well, that's the point. It, that's the point, and that's what's frustrating. Very dumb baseball team. Not a fan. Yeah, I'm not um, a fan of dumb baseball teams. <laughs> not a fan of uh, uh, just like trading Sixto Sanchez away and maybe not signing the guy. Uh, and then like, and also like just letting Harper's best buddy on the team. Uh, I can't. Let's not even go there. Let's not even go there. Letting Cut. Harper's best buddy. Uh, and we we replayed the the Harper interview today and um, like him at the end talking about how John Middleton would do whatever it takes to win. Uh, just annoyed me to no end. <laughs> and uh, but but given the week that the Sixers owners have had, uh, I am happy with John Middleton. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, John Middleton should be sending Josh Harris a, a bouquet of flowers and saying, "Thanks, buddy. You right. you right. you made me look way better. At least they think I care about Philadelphia. Sucks to be you." Um. Yeah. All right. Uh. Before we, go ahead. Well, I mean, let me just get my one final, final point out there. Because... Oh, I was going to give you a chance for a final thought, if that's what okay. You're... Yeah, okay. I was going to say quickly before we get your final thought, I just want to do a quick shout out. Uh, Jeff Fitz, look at Fitz on Twitter. Uh, my dude, check it out. It's retweeted from the IOPS account. Uh, wearing the High Hope shirt, sang a, uh, a Phillies version of uh, uh, Take Me Home, West Virginia. Um, Awesome stuff, Jack. Like how I, I I just I love Dials listeners so much. Like I'm like brimming with effusive love right now because that was so cool. Like shout out to Jeff, shout out to High Hopes Nation for just being awesome people and doing awesome things. He's a much better singer than you. I'm sorry to tell you that. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah, I I didn't appreciate that shot. Uh... <laughs> well, I had to take it. I mean, he can sing. He's like a good singer. Yeah. Well aware, and <laughs> I knew the second I listened to it that this guy was way better than me. Yeah, good. Um, it doesn't mean that I had to be reminded of drops of Jupiter. <laughs> what am I? So, this is what I'm here for. What's but the, I guess, what am I, I guess here you for? Otherwise, do, you gotta do what you gotta do. So, uh, yeah, no, I mean Je- that was an unbelievable video. It was awesome. I'm I'm glad that everyone in High Hopes Nation is now seeing it and listen. As that continues to go viral, I Jeff, thank you so much for wearing the High Hope shirt while doing that. The official podcast for Disease Philly Stands. Yes, it's true, and the, and that's an original High Hope shirt. Like that's that's it's a real it's an deal. OG. It's a real deal. It's an OG. So, I would love to get more High Hope shirts. We, yeah, we're we, working. We on need it. to figure out how to do that. Now's not the time. Sadly, <laughs> there, there's other no. things going on. Yeah. 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 Everyone needs to save money. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right, yes. Jack. Uh, final thought. Uh, it would not be a high hopes podcast without putting unrealistic expectations on a 18 year old uh, <laughs> uh, international signing. But I would just like to say this: that the I hopes podcast, and I ha- I don't have your approval for this, but I don't really care. Um, yeah, here you go, sight unseen, unheard. You have my approval. Roll with it. We are fully endorsing Yosuar Garcia and. As- is being the future of the Philadelphia Phillies in center field. Uh, I love him. His nickname is the <laughs> I drone. I love him. His nickname's the drone. If you tell me if a guy's nickname is the drone, as a center good, fielder, that's a stupendous nickname. A dude, stupendous it's a, nickname. 
It's a phenomenal nickname. It's a, it's a nickname. phenomenal, it, phenomenal if, nickname. If you were a second baseman, it wouldn't be as good a nickname as a center fielder. Stellar nickname. The freaking drone. Yeah, it's like, strong. It's strong. Like, oh, I, I, mm, I'm in. I'm in. And sure, he may be 155 pounds, but we can work on that. Uh, we can get stronger. We'll get him on and, the Jack Fritz beer eating program. Yeah, if he wants some high hops, he can have some. There you go. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I can't. I, he like the best way I can explain it to people is that yes, he's 18. Um, so he was the Phillies had originally planned to sign him when he was when he was 16, but I guess his birth certificate like that stuff it, it ended up being he was a year older than his birth certificate suggested or something like that. So he ended up being 18. But even the fact that he's 18. Uh, he's already an elite defensive player. Has elite speed. Uh, he would have been a first round pick if there if there was a draft or if he was in this draft. So, um, like, I, I'm excited for the talent, and I just think that, like, in just watching the videos, he has really good baseball instincts. And if he just adds strength, I think they got a good player here. So, wow. I don't the, wanna... you're, are you saying it's possible the Phillies actually made a good international signing? Is that is that a real thing that could happen? Um. I don't want to go that far yet, but uh, I think he could be a good player. So I'm excited. It. I'll take it. I don't want to put I don't put too much expectations on him um, because I honestly I don't really have a comp. Like I don't really have a comp to because he's like he's basically a taller Victor Robles, but I don't know what a t- I don't know who's a good comp for a taller Victor Robles. I I could take a taller like, Victor Robles though. Like ho- like hopefully a <laughs> this is. Obviously not gonna set up with it. Like oh a better hitting Cameron Maben. I that's I would be fine with a better hitting Cameron Maben. That's good. Cameron Maben, Cameron Maben was a good little player for a little bit there. Yeah. I mean better hitting being the key point here. Yes. yes. Agreed. But like a Mike Cameron type guy? Yeah, a little a little Mike Cameron. Okay. I, 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 I hope Mike he, Cameron. I hope he I hope he can be Mike Cameron. I would be very happy with Mike Cameron. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yoswar. It's a great name, too. Yoswar. Yeah, and the drone is just too good of a nickname. I mean, when you have Yo in your name, I mean, you're automatically going to be liked by the podcast. That's what we do. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fritz, you got anything else? Do I have anything else? No, I'm like, dude, I- I'm just such a lost human being right I now. Know. Like, I, He's like I wanders keep- the studios at WIP, just lost. No, I, you know, he's... There's a today he wore his Phillies jersey in, you know, just did it anyway, had to. Yeah. It's tough, man. You, you, it's t- tough. You're a sad sight these days. Well, and I've been relegated to tweeting about the Eagles. And people aren't happy with my football opinions. Like, listen, I'm sorry, but I have no baseball. Like, I, I try to think of a Phillies tweet like a day, and I'm just just nothing. Just, I'm so, so, so sad. Stop. Please come back. Baseball. <laughs> Please, we need you. All right, rate and review the podcast. It makes you happy. It definitely helps people find the pod. And uh, we will be back next week, maybe talking baseball, maybe talking movies, talking other stuff. We'll figure out. Tweet at us. If there's anything you want us to talk about or if you want any, like, movie recommendations tv like what we like whatever let us know what you want to know about us because jack we're gonna have to dig deep we got some time here we're gonna have to come up with some stuff yeah you can say that again 
I don't, I, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. At High Hopes Pod on Twitter, at Jack Fritz, WIP, at James Seltzer. Tweet at us. Let us know what you want us to talk about. And hey, we're here for you. So we'll make it happen. So uh, again, rate and review the podcast. It means the world to us. Um, happy what would have been opening day. It sucks, but hopefully soon enough we'll have baseball to be talking about. And look, we're not going anywhere in the meantime. We'll be here until then, and we'll talk whatever you want. Tell it, let us know because we'll talk about it. So um, until then, until next week, for Fritz, I'm Seltzer. We'll talk to you later.